God is good. And all the time. It is good to be together this morning. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, it gives us joy and warms our hearts as we come on a cold morning to gather in your house, recognizing, Lord, that it's not just these walls, but it is your presence, and your presence is with us everywhere. We thank you for this morning in which we can gather, we can worship, we can pray, we can sing, we can lean upon you, and we can hear your holy word. So, Lord, I pray that you speak through me this morning, not my words, yours, not my spirit, but yours. So, Lord, set me aside and speak to us once again as the body of Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. The scripture passage this morning reminds me of a story by Chuck Swindoll that perhaps you've heard before about animals who wanted to organize a school. Once upon a time, the animals decided that they should do something meaningful to meet the problems of the new world. So they organized a school. They adopted an activity curriculum of running, climbing, swimming, and flying. And to make it easier to administer all of the curriculum, all the animals had to take all the subjects. The duck was excellent in, man, good job. In fact, better than his instructor, but he only made passing grades in flying and was very poor at running. And since he was slow at running, guess what he had to do? He had to stay after school and practice his running, but that began to hurt his webbed feet, so he only became average in swimming, but average was quite acceptable, so nobody worried about that except the duck. The rabbit, the rabbit was topping his class in running. running, but developed a nervous twitch in his leg muscles because of so much makeup work in swimming. The squirrel was excellent in climbing, but she encountered constant frustration in flying class because her teacher made her start from the ground up instead of the treetop down. She developed charley horses from overexertion, so she only got a C in climbing and a D in running. Well, the eagle was a problem child and was severely disciplined for being a nonconformist. In climbing, he beat all the others to the top of the tree, but he insisted on his own way to get up there. A duck is a duck, and only a duck. It's built to swim, not to run, and certainly not to climb. A squirrel is a squirrel, and only that. To move it out of its forte of climbing and expect it to swim will drive a squirrel nuts. Thank you. You got it. Somebody. Amy, was that you? So, thank you. You got kids, right? You, you, you understand. Eagles are beautiful creatures in the air, but in a foot race. But not in a foot race. The rabbit will win every time unless the eagle is hungry. What is true of creatures in the forest, though, is true of creatures in the family. Both the family of believers and the body of Christ. And the family under our roof. God has not made us all the same. He never intended to. But he's gifted each of us with certain talents. It was he who planned and designed the differences and unique capabilities. The beauty and 
the challenge is to use these talents and differences that builds up one kingdom, God's kingdom, rather than many separate ones. That's being the body of Christ. Let's look at today's text that once again comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 12 through 27. I hope you'll follow along on the Bibles you've brought, the Bibles in the pews, or it's in your worship guide also if you would like to see. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is... God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he choose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members of the body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So where are some places you'd like to go on vacation? Alaska. Alaska. The beach. Where else? Mountains. Anywhere warm right now, right? So it would, would be nice. We like the beach and the mountains and outdoor activities too. But several summers ago, we went to D.C. Have you made that trip to D.C. with your family perhaps or even multiple times? Much of the trip is centered around touring the buildings, right? The White House, the Capitol, the Smithsonian, the Lincoln and Jefferson Memorial, or the memorials, the w, uh, World War II Memorial, Monticello, Washington's Mount Vernon. The architecture is phenomenal. The buildings are huge and amazing, but it's what happens on the inside that catches my attention. It was a history from the people of the past. And those who were there role modeling their life that moved me. And you know, when the people today work together in the Capitol, things get done. But when they don't work together, I'll let you finish that. Often we see the church as a building. 
And there's something about that building that catches our attention and draws us inside. And depending what's going on on the inside and what's being modeled on the inside determines someone's impression about what the church does and who they, or in this case, we are. But we know the church is much more than a building. This became a tangible reality for the people of Kentucky and West Tennessee a month ago during the tornadoes that struck. To see their unity, their effort, their perseverance, even with their own personal loss, that the people, the church, continued to worship and continued to reach out to others. Two weeks ago, a church just north of us in Mumford, Tennessee, caught on fire and was destroyed. This is what the pastor said. We have lost our building, but we have not lost our church. We have lost our building, but we have not lost our church. When the people of the church come together, work together as one body, amazing things happen. Take a look at worship during the pandemic. In 48 hours, we're able to begin online worship that has grown. And look at the number of volunteers it took to greet, clean, keep us safe, facilitate the worship experience. Though we were not all in the same physical space at the same time, we've remained connected as the church, as the body of Christ. God's kingdom is not some imaginary place. It's the tangible expression of his love and grace and mercy seen through you and me. Paul's words that we hear through this text in 1 Corinthians is all about the body of Christ working together in unity. He reminds us that the body is healthy and it's efficient only when the body is operating properly. That's true within each ministry team within the church and in the church as a whole. Each person's job, each person's responsibility, each person's willingness to contribute is vital. But one person's job is not so much more important that they are in a position to negate the work of another. That's why when we work within our areas of passion, the body is built up. But when we are frustrated, when we're out of sync or not healthy, we tend to frustrate others, and the body suffers. Working together with respect and encouragement is vital to healthy community. Just as when we are in pain, just as when we feel ourselves getting sick, when one part of the body is not functioning properly, the church is thrown off. When one person is ill. We can play the blame game or we can help nurture them to health. We can tell others what needs to be done or we can be part of the solution. We can become self-focused when we lose sight of the one who keeps us together. And we lose focus of the bigger picture, the bigger need, and the gifts that we have each been given to help meet that need. It boils down to this being one body, and that body is the body of Christ. Christ is no longer here on earth in bodily form. If God wants something to be done, guess who does it? 
Us, we, me, you. If the poor are fed, the food doesn't just appear. Somebody has to go buy it, organize it, donate it, put it together. If the children are to be taught and the youth mentored, somebody has to be willing to show up and prepare. If Wednesday meals are to be served again, it takes a willingness of individuals to set up, prepare, serve, clean up. If others are going to hear or see the story of Jesus, somebody's got to tell them. Somebody has got to show them. Our mission as a church is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. You've perhaps been seeing it for years on the back of the sanctuary, but do we put it to heart? Do we put it to practice? In the newcomers class we've been having this month, I challenge those attending to find a place to connect and find a place to serve. But I think that's really the challenge for all of us in the church. As a Christian, we're part of a larger body. For the body to function as one, each part must function in coordination with the others. For Emmanuel UMC, this is missions and congregational care. This is the kindergarten, the children and the youth. This is worship and wellness. This is finance and facilities. This is so many others. In today's scripture, Paul draws us a vivid picture comparing the physical body to the church body. And he gives us three pieces of advice that I want us to focus on today. We need each other. We respect each other, and we sympathize with each other. We need each other, we respect each other, and we sympathize with each other. We have to realize we need each other. If you got your scripture there, look back at verse 21 as you see it labeled there. Our work should complement each other, build each other up, build Christ up. When one group or person is isolated, something's not functioning properly. We're community. We each need to do our part, but we also need to help when there's a gap. Paul's next piece of advice in the next verses that we need to respect each other. When one part of the body ceases to function, it throws the whole rest of the body out of gear. The same's with the church. Our functions within the church are all the same in God's eyes. Because what we do is not about us. Not about our team, our Sunday school class, but the body. Those who offer hospitality on Sunday, those who stock the food pantry during the week, those who help teach or lead or serve on Wednesday night, those who work on finance committee, all help the body to function within and outside the church. We need each other. Respect each other. And sympathize with each other. Verses 25 and 26 lead us into that point. When one part of the body is affected, the others are also affected. When we lose sight of people outside of the congregation, and even worse, when we lose sight of people outside our circle of friends or family, we lessen the body of Christ. That's why it's vital that we each have a place of connection and service. When we become preoccupied with what we have, we rarely reach out and help one another. When we put our needs first, it's hard to see the needs of others. 
when we recognize that there are needs all around us and each need is important and each who has a need is part of the same body, we are motivated to do something about their needs because in reality, when they're better, we're all better. If you're going to live in the body of Christ and be the body of Christ, then we have to be willing to trust and lean on each other. There are needs in this church. There are needs in our community. There are needs in our neighborhoods, in your neighborhoods. There are needs across the world. The solution sits right here. Sits right here. The church is the framework through which we have to operate, but it's only a building by which we seek to be the body of Christ, which can't or shouldn't be contained in these four walls. So here's the question. What's your role? What's your function? What's your gift in the body of Christ? Where will you connect and serve? Each one's important. No one is more important than another. We're all dependent upon each other. How we function, how this church functions, how the body of Christ functions is dependent upon all of us. Without 100% involvement, the body is not functioning at 100% of capacity. And when you are not here, not only do we miss out, or do you miss out, we miss out on you and your gifts. The church exists not for the primary purpose of meeting our needs, but fulfilling the mission of Christ to meet the needs of the whole body. The church exists not for the primary purpose of meeting our needs, but for fulfilling the mission of Christ to meet the needs of the whole body. Zig Ziglar said once, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. If God made you a duck, you're a duck. So swim like mad. But don't get bent out of shape if you can't run or climb or others can't swim like you. If you're an eagle, fly high. Go to new heights, soaring heights. Take some with you who can go with you. But maybe go to places others can never go. But don't expect squirrels to build the same kind of nest that you do. Relax, Swindoll says. Enjoy your spiritual species. Cultivate your own capabilities, your own style. But do it for the sake of the body. Not your own sake. And while you do it, appreciate, nurture, respect the members of your family and your fellowship for who they are and the unique gifts that each one for there's plenty of room in the forest. I am the church. You are the church. We are the church together. All who follow Jesus, all around the world, yes, we're the church together. Thanks be to God. In the name of the Father and the Son.
and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity we have to be the church. The opportunity for us to reflect on who you've called us to be, to discern what that gift might look like, a place to practice and to fail and to fall and to be nurtured and respected and encouraged and picked up and sent on our way. Lord, I think we know what we're called to do. I think sometimes we're scared or uncertain to take that step but Lord give us courage help us to be bold help us to trust thank you for your son who modeled that for us in your name we pray amen